So this week in wrestling, a, a lot of stuff happened. Well, not a lot of stuff. No, nothing really happened. <laughs> nothing really happened. Okay. So to start off with something that we don't always talk about, but we do talk about the tag league. The junior tag league and a regular tag league ended up the finals happened this weekend. And it was it was a it was a show. I honestly don't know how to feel about some of the things that came out of the show. So first big news out of the show is Suzuki Gun is breaking up. So I was like, oh wait, maybe no, maybe and he's like, no, it's disbanding. It's like, okay, well, that's kind of a little bit sad. And then they announced that the last match that they're gonna have is an eight man with all the Suzuki Gun versus each other in an eight man tag, and it's gonna be at Corken Hall. It's gonna be the main event, and it's on my birthday. That sucks. The last, <laughs> the last thing. You see, if Suzuki Gun is on my birthday, that, that sucks. That fucking sucks. That That's going to be memorable as shit to you. It's not. It sucks. <laughs> but the only memorable thing that could happen is if they swerve us and Taichi takes over and it's Taichi Gun, I would be okay with that because so Suzuki's leaving. Suzuki. It's saying, I'm done. I'm done with Suzuki Gun. And it just starts everybody with all these theories like, okay, is Suzuki going to do this? Is he going to do that? And then it's like, oh, something's happening in Noah where they have a match where it's like this mystery person. And it's like, oh, it could be Suzuki. It, 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 has, it has me wondering if it could be Suzuki. And then somebody was joking was like, <laughs> what if Suzuki's in the Rumble? And I'm like, I don't know if that's going to happen, but that would be awesome if it happens. I'm going to get into that in a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But it's like, I, like, this was destined to happen, the breakup of Suzuki Gun, because it, like, kind of ran its course. It was destined to happen, and we kind of seen it over, like, the last two years. We're like, okay, it's going to happen, right? Ha <laughs> ha. Taichi's gonna take over and take over Suzuki Goon. Haha. <laughs> and we would always joke about it. All the New Japan fans would always joke about it. It's always a joke. Until it actually happens. And it's not a joke anymore where we can't joke. It is like, no, this is really happening. Fuck, this is really happening. It's not yeah. funny anymore, guys. Yeah, jokes aren't funny no more, especially when they happen. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's getting too real. So that happened. So then we had a match where everybody's like, hey, we don't know if this is going to happen. And then it finally happens. It's Carl Anderson versus Hikaleo. I don't like to shit talk anybody, but holy mother of fuck. Carl Anderson did exactly zero shit in that match. It was the shittiest match I've ever seen Carl Anderson in. I swear to God, he did nothing. It was like, bro, you literally went there and just delivered a turd. It was like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> like, he walked out to the ring, and when he walked out to the ring, he didn't have his usual machine gun swagger, and it's like, 
all right, maybe he's saving it for the ring. He's going to, like, put on this match, make Hikaleo look dope. No, he just shit the bed. It was like, the fuck was that? Like, you're Carl Anderson. Like, I've seen you go to the G1 and get to the finals. I've seen you put on banging matches. What the fuck was that? Apparently, he didn't want to be there. It, yo, it literally felt like he didn't, he didn't want to be there. But there was a notable thing where he had a shirt that said Hollywood Club, which is like, it's like, wait a minute, they don't even make those. You just got yourself a Hollywood Club, like, because you're, quote unquote, Hollywood working with WWE. And so this brings up the report from Sean Rossette. He said, because people were, like, questioning this, questioning this, questioning, like, oh, what's going on with Carl Anderson in New Japan? Ha, 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 they're playing around. And he broke down the report. He broke down the full report. He says, listen, this was always the plan. This was always the plan since August when they got contacted. This was always the plan. None of this deviated. In August, when they found out they were going back to WWE, this was always the plan. Nothing deviated from this. They set this whole thing up. They swerved everybody. And I was like, oh, okay. And he's always destined to go to Wrestle Kingdom, which after the match, he got attacked by Tama Tonga. So now they're going to have a match at Wrestle Kingdom for the Never Overwing title. It's like, okay. But the thing is, it was the last sentence of the report that has me going, hmm? Because the last sentence of the report said, I asked about the WWE in New Japan involvement together. And the person said, well, you'll just have to wait and see. It was like, what the fuck? Like, why did you just like say that? He was like, yeah, well, you're going to have to wait and see. And it was just like a very wait and see thing where it's like one of those things where it's like ominous, but you're like, it can't be what you think it is. It can't be what you think it is. So that happened. Then we had the junior tag finals. We had fucking greatest team I've ever seen assembled. Better than the Young Bucks. A million times better than the Young Bucks. Chris Bay and Ace Austin were doing fucking moves I've never seen before. Still in a goddamn show versus Leo Russ and Yo. And it was like, goddamn, this match was fucking great. This match was great. Leo Rush and Yo won the match, so they get a tag team title shot at Russell Kingdom against Francisco Akira and TJP. That's great. So then we go to the main event, which is Aussie Open versus Bishamon. So now, I haven't heard the new Bishamon theme because, like, they usually either come out with Yoshihashi's theme or Goto's theme. And it's never, like, they never had a theme before, but now they have a theme together. And I'm listening to it, and the announcer, Chris Charlton, goes, there's a part in that song that kind of reminds me of Nakamura's theme, subconscious. And I'm like, no, it's not. And then after Bishamon won, which is Yoshiashi and Goto, they won, and the song was playing, and I wasn't paying attention all the way. And halfway through... The music was playing and it sounded just like Nakamura. And then I popped because I was like, what the fuck, Nakamura's back? <laughs> it just was like so subconscious because the music in right in the middle of the song sounds exactly like Nakamura's theme. 
And it's like, what the fuck? That was... And then it hit me. Something hit me and I was like, wait a minute. I don't think that was done just like accidentally because to scroll back a little further, a couple people have mentioned Nakamura's name in New Japan and it was like, wait a minute. That can't happen. He's doing a Noah thing on January 1st against Great Muda. So why would he show up over there? But then he took pictures with Tanahashi and Akata, which is like, it's not unusual, but it's like more apparent right now. And it's like, is there something, is there smoke to this fire? Like, is there, there's some, there's something here but I can't put my finger on it. And that brings me to like another couple of points that I have to bring up. But before we get there, we have to talk about Mercedes Monet, which is very, very weird. This whole thing with her going to New Japan, something's weird here. So here's the thing. The port came out today. Yo, she got released by WWE over the summer. And they've been trying to get her back. But WWE won't say that she's released, but they're keeping her on the roster page as a roster member. But they won't say that she's released. January 1st, she'll be officially released. Sasha negotiated her way out of the contract. The lawyers negotiated her way out of the contract. She's gone. She will be working in New Japan. She will be doing dates in New Japan. She will be doing things. So, everybody, my, I'll tangentially call them friends because they're not really my friends. I actually hate them right now. <laughs> are just going insane because, oh my God, wrestling is back. Yes, big yes. Because she's going to New Japan. It's going to be very irritating January 4th. Very irritating. I'm I am literally not going on Twitter when that is usually my favorite time to go on Twitter. Is January fourth. I will not be going on Twitter because every one of them will be doing stuff. And please post every gift that you see of her from New Japan. Please post them. Just please post them all over your timeline because I would love to see it. Just, just do that for me. So, so the thing is this bothering me about this story it's like they've said all of this stuff she's getting paid by New Japan she's doing all of this stuff but the thing that's bothering me is I feel like there's something that's not clicking with this story like yes she negotiated they said she negotiated this story she negotiated this contract over the summer with fucking New Japan it's like okay that sounds like that sounds right. Everything sounds like it's supposed to happen and it's supposed to go down that way. But there's a lot of things that's like not sitting straight with me. Because one thing is when stuff like this happens in New Japan, you don't get the leaks. No one leaks this information. Jericho showed up. No one knew. I mean no one knew. When he showed up, literally everybody just went, what the fuck, Jericho's here? No one knew what was going on. 
And that's what I'm saying. Something is weird because like everybody knows it's leaked. It's leaked out there that she's coming. It's like, what the fuck is happening? Like this is very weird. But like I said, the thing that's weird about it is the fact that she's been released from WWE and they still keep her on the roster page. And they've been asked a bunch of times, hey, is she gone? Is she gone? Is she gone? No comment. No comment. Well, why is she on the roster page? I don't know. No comment. No comment. And they have been just playing it up this they don't know. It's been looking like she's gone. I don't 100% agree or know that she's gone. And the way that everybody is jumping all over this, like, yeah, she's gone, she's gone, she's gone. Yeah, she's going to have all her matches in Japan. Yes, she is going to have matches in New Japan. She's going to have matches for them. I don't know if I don't know if this is just not a WWE thing on the low. Because another thing that popped out that made me go, what the fuck? Because Jay White has been saying this like on Twitter, on Instagram, everywhere, about how, yeah, the Buddha Club is everywhere, blah, 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 we're WWE, we're this one. He's been saying it on social media. For the very first time in out loud, he said it. He said it in New Japan. And he too sweeted everybody. And he said Finn's name. And it's like, but he said Debit. But it's like, same thing. I, I know, but it's like, yeah. what? It was very weird because it's like, you don't usually acknowledge, like, you acknowledge them. In just like verbalization on social media, not in the actual show. So it's yeah. like, what the fuck? In even when Carl Anderson won, they literally said this is gonna be one of the biggest Russell Kingdoms ever. We're gonna have WWE representation, AEW, Impact, and New Japan, and CMLL all here at one time. And it's like okay, why did y'all just, like, acknowledge that? It's like, it's like, it's really, like, it's really small things, and, like, there's other small things that I'm gonna point to that's gonna have you go, like, what the fuck? Because, like, on Monday Night Raw, barely, it was barely versus Alexa, and Damage Control was out there, but Becky Lynch came out there. Becky Lynch came out there with a jacket with Japanese letters on the back. And it's like, hmm, okay. Yeah, you're like, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's very weird. But there's a crowd, there's in the crowd, like if you look in the crowd, there's a sign in Japanese. Like no one, no one knows how to speak Japanese. And it wasn't just because, oh, Eel's right there. No, because Eel's right there. No, this was a random sign just in Japanese just holding it up in Japanese and it's like what and like it didn't have any the thing is it didn't have any markings of oh it's for this superstar or this superstar it just was a random Japanese sign and it's like what like it's just like little things 
And I know people are like, oh, that made no sense. Like, you're just fucking bullshitting. It's like, dude, that's like the fucking white rabbit shit. And literally, Triple H said the same shit when he did the white rabbit shit. Was like, yo, that shit worked. Like, it got buzzed. And it's like, is this a sign that's pointing to something else? And a lot of people who were not like plugged in and not giving a fuck because a lot of because a lot of the quote unquote fans were like, we don't even fuck with WWE no more. And especially not since Mercedes is not there. Fuck them. They didn't catch on because they're not watching because Mercedes is there. But whatever. But it's it's like it's just little shit that's going on. It's like what the fuck is happening? It's like, I'm not connecting th- this blowing shit up out of the, out of nowhere. And like I said, that last line in that article was, well, you just have to wait and see. And then like shit like this keeps popping up. And then even later on, the fucking OC in a backstage comment mentions, oh, Carl Anderson is in Japan handling some stuff for us. That's like, they don't acknowledge shit like that. What is happening? Like, what? Like, what is this connected to? Like, it's connected to something, and I don't know what it is. Like, like I said, I could just be shooting just like randomly, but I feel like there's something connected, especially with like the way things were worded, the way things are going, and the way things are done. I feel like there's more to the story, and nobody has put together these pieces. And it's like, it's just something there. I don't know what it is. Like, I couldn't tell you. And after January 4th, we'll have a better picture of it. Probably not. Because whatever happens in January 4th could probably lead to January 28th. So it does, like, no one knows until, like, I'm literally going to say, after January 28th, I can literally say, oh, this is the story. This is what's going on. Or be like, I was completely wrong just grasping at straws. It's something. Something is happening. And I don't know what it is. And I just... I'm kind of in shock with not knowing what's what's going on. Honestly, like... They said that Triple H wanted to do the White Rabbit, like, marketing again. So I wouldn't be surprised. So... And, like, everything, everything you described, like, it seems about right so yeah it seems right and it's like I don't know like it's just so much going on and that also plays into New Year's Dash in New Japan they're like hey we're gonna do a mystery show it's like what like those are like they never really do a mystery show and like a mystery show to them is not like oh, we're just going to tell you the card the day of. It's like, no, you're going to show up at the building and you're going to see what the card is. We only have, we're only going to, we're only going to announce one match and you're going to just see what the card is when it happens. So it's like, okay, cool. And it's like, I know that all of this is going to lead to something in new beginning or like other stuff that's happening afterwards. But the thing is, like, you're actually opening up the card to... Anything can happen, one. But two, you have all of these other companies involved. I know AEW is probably going to be into that Wrestle Kingdom that's coming up a few weeks later in January. 
Like, I'm pretty sure that New Japan and AEW are probably doing Forbidden Door 2. Probably. Mm-hmm. What would fucking blow my mind and blow the nuts off of me would be if they did Forbidden Door 2 and it wasn't with AEW. That would blow the doors off me. I'd be like, what the fuck? Like, that went there? But, like I said, it's probably 100% going to be the AEW, but it's a Saturday pay-per-view. So, we'll see what happens there. But all of that will get, like I said, all of that will get all filled out in January. So, we have time to speculate and think about that. Whatever. So, back to Raw. Alexa beat Bailey. I called that. No, I called that. It was totally called. But what happened afterwards was like, it was another one of those Bray Wyatt things. Bray Wyatt's face pops up on a thing. Alexa loses it. It almost puts Bianca and the sister Abigail. But then she hugs her and was like, oh my bad, I didn't mean it. I'm crazy, but I didn't mean it. And she walks off. At least she's noticing it now, so like she's gonna have like a split personality or something now, probably for a minute. Yeah. So that match is happening on a Raw and not Royal Rumble, which I am kind of upset about. Yeah. So, but like, I'm not too upset about it because it might lead into the Royal Rumble match because Oscar, I mean, Alexa might just snap and beat the living shit out of. Bianca and get disqualified that's going to lead into the bigger match at Royal Rumble. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. So this is where we get the AJ Styles and the Chad Gable thing and they're talking about Carl Anderson being in Japan and they set up they basically set up a match for later which is Chad Gable versus AJ Styles which is like of course going to be dope because it's the two of them. It's like the fuck you can't have a bad match between yourself, right? Basically, you can't, no. Yeah. And, like, they did have one hell of a match. It was, like, fucking... It was a fucking amazing-ass match. Banger. They did a... Yes. So, the match was, like, okay at a point. Like, this is what I'm going to say. It was okay at a point. Because, you know, Otis is out there and the rest of the OC, OC is out there. And they just start beefing. And then they basically, like, beef each other off. And then it's just AJ and Chad. And it's like, okay, well, now the match starts. And they just go balls to the wall. They do a reversal. They do a reversal calf crusher and the ankle lock. Calf crusher, the ankle lock, the ankle lock. Two. Stop splash. One, two, three. That was nice, in my opinion. Like, uh, yes. I like that exchange. It was. So then we see Dexter Loomis and Johnny Gargano, and they have a picture board, and Candace comes up. And behind Candace, you can see Nikki Cross looking insane again. So on this picture board, they're looking for ideas of money. And one of the things is to go to the milk. <laughs> and it's really funny because a lot of people totally missed that but the first person to catch on to it was Cameron Grimes himself to say oh you guys want to go to the moon huh I got money too and I was like okay 
And there's a theory out there. I'm going to talk about the theory in a second, but of how to bring him up. So like, yeah, we're going to get into that in a minute. So then we have the Street Profits in Akira Tozawa versus the Judgment Day. It's like, okay, this is a feud that started like last week with Dominic and Akira Tozawa and the Street Profits came out to help him. So it's like, okay, they moved on. They have a new feud. But it's not it's not that bad. You get to see the Street Profits. Yeah, something new. Yeah. Because I, I was tired of the OC and Judgment Day, so... Went on too long, yeah. Way too long. So Street Profits and the Judgment Day, I'm all for it. Good shit. Yeah. Street Profits lost. Because, like, you can't have, like, three people just randomly beat, like, the hottest team, which is not the hottest team, but the hottest team in Judgment Day. It's like, okay... They, they get the win. So then we get Dexter Loomis and Johnny Gargano. And they buy up all the stuff at WWEshop.com or shop got outside of the booth thing. Whatever. It's <laughs> shop stuff. I would call it just shop.com. Yes. So they come out and they start giving out toys to all the kids. And all of a sudden, Miz comes in. And Miz steals this stuff. And Miz says, I need my money. Miz goes to run off and Pierce is like dude get your bitch ass back in there and give him the money back there now so they set up a ladder match with Miz being broke he said listen I don't have money my wife has money so yeah he's like okay we'll put your money up against this money and that's a thing now like I said there was a theory Miz is broke right Mm-hmm. How about if he finds another millionaire to be his tag partner against these two, which is, uh, you know, the last guy who invested his money in GameStop.com? I mean, they did have beef at one point, so why not? Yes, and it would be very fun for him to get called up and. That would actually make sense because it's like, oh, he got a loan from Grimes and now he's on the main roster, but he was already coming to the main roster and it's like, oh, okay, well, that makes sense. But at least here it would be a little bit continuity, you know, so. I like oh, yeah, idea. no, it, it'd definitely be continuity because, like, it all makes sense with the money and then Johnny and beef and, yeah. Yeah, so I like your idea. Yes. So then it was... Candice Lere versus EO Sky. With Bailey on quote-unquote commentary, it was so scuffed because first off, Bailey gets out there. They don't have a seat for Bailey. So Graves has to stand up. So Bailey's sitting there. Bailey is trying to talk on commentary. She can't, nobody can hear her talk. It's just complete scuff. It's complete scuff. It was fucked up. <laughs> yes. So, EO gets the win with a distraction from Bailey. It's like, okay, well, Candace loses again, which I can't wait till Candace starts winning. I mean, she did win against Dakota, no? I swear she did. Yeah, but like, I mean, winning. Yeah. So, this was my favorite segment on Raw. My favorite, by far. Because... Kevin Owens is talking. 
and all of a sudden, Elias walks up. And Kevin's mouth immediately drops open in just pure stud. Just pure stud. And Elias is like, hey, man, I know you got beef with the Usos. I need your help tonight. And Kevin is in pure shock. And then Kevin goes, do you think I'm stupid? <laughs> You've been terrifying me for almost a year. You think I'm stupid? And Elias is like, no, that was my brother. He's like, no, that wasn't your brother. That was you. And it was so good because it's like complete continuity. And he remembers the story that existed. It was so good. It was so good. Fucking hilarious. Like, what if fucking um, Ezekiel comes back again? That would be funny. But it's it was just so it's like because like any other time you would just be like, oh fuck, he has no fucking memory of this. Fuck it, we're just gonna keep going. And it's like, no, we can't keep going because like I have to address this thing that actually happened that people know about, and I'm not gonna be a dick about it happened. You fucking have to remember it. You fucking traumatized me for like six months or something like that. Yes. <laughs> it was like, it was so good. Like, it was yeah. so good. So, Ezekiel fights Solo Sokoa and Solo beats Ezekiel's ass. Or Elias, whatever his fucking name is. Beats <laughs> his ass. So, Elias takes the loss. And then he's getting beat up by Sammy and Solo, and then here comes Kevin. Kevin comes out, and Kevin, so Kevin is basically setting up Kevin versus Solo Sokoa eventually, which is one match that's gonna happen, but Kevin, after that, he helps up Elias, looks at Elias, and was like, nah, fuck you, and just hits him with the stunner. Yep. And the, it was funny, because the crowd popped, and it was like, oh shit, like, that was really good. Like, I liked it. It's funny because they're both faces, so it's weird like to hear the crowd pop for that because they love Elias, too. Yeah, but Kevin is way more over. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Yeah. So... It was Rhea Ripley versus Asuka. And, okay, there's a lot of people who totally fucking missed this. And, like, soon as I saw it from the very first second, I'm like, oh, okay. When Asuka walked out, Asuka's mask usually has, like, some kind of decoration or something like that. It was mm-hmm. completely blank. It was completely blank. Soon as she walked out, I was like, oh. Okay, it's happening. Completely blank. And she took off her mask and she just had a blank face. And it's like, wait, Asuka usually has some kind of weird makeup on. And it's like, okay, yep, this is, it's happening. It's happening. So, yeah, she's... A friend of mine was happy about that. They were like, oh, Asuka's so pretty. She shouldn't be wearing makeup. I'm, I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't get too excited about her not wearing makeup. Like, it might actually be more after a while. So, just wait and see. Yeah, no, this is definitely the kind of turn. Because in this match, 
she beat the shit out of Rhea Ripley and Miss Dominic in the face with blue mist. And it's like, whoa. That's why it was blue. Yeah. It was like, Oscar rarely does miss, but Kana does miss all the time. What? Yeah. It's like, yeah. She lost, which was very surprising to me. It was like, I know that they're still trying to keep Rhea like, strong because she's going for the title eventually. It was like, yeah, I understand that. But at the same time, it was like, you kind of got to give Asuka a win, but she's going to get a win when she goes heel. I think the, that's part of the storyline. Like, she's going to snap and get pissed off and become Kana after that, you know? Yeah. Because, like, she, and, do, she does do miss, but it's green. So. Yeah. This was blue miss. And when the red miss comes, that's when you know it's all over. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's all over. So, she did work of, like, different, stronger style. We had the fucking... Dominic was like, Mommy, Mommy, I can't see. I'm blind. He was so blind. It was so stupid. It burns. It's so stupid. And somebody, I I don't remember if it was Damian Priest or Corey Graves, one of them said, I would rather it burn on my face than to burn somewhere else. It was it was um priest. It was priest. Because when they were in the it was the backstage segment when they were talking to their doctor. Okay. So then we had Dick Zuggler and Dick is just talking and he's just like, I don't even know why he's angry at Theory and he's just like, you're still a kid and you don't know anything. And it's like, if I recall the last time you two fought each other, you fucking lost. So what the fuck, like, what is, like, what is your problem? He took him out. That's, that's the problem. That's the whole issue. Like, that's when like Theory had his whole snapping thing. But the thing is, like, you're not getting any revenge just talking shit to him. Basically. Like, nothing was accomplished there. It's like, what the fuck? Like, you didn't accomplish nothing. And then, Theory, first off, Theory's the champion. And Theory was backstage during this number one contenders match. And you could have just attacked him. You could have literally just said, oh, I hate you so much. Ow. And just beat the shit out of him. But you did nothing and just wanted to cry in a corner. That's fine. He's probably going to do the bitch move and like interfere in his matches until he gets a match of his own. Probably. So, Lashley loses to Seth freaking Rollins. So, Seth freaking Rollins is now number one contender. And Lashley spears the referee. Spears the fucking referee. And Lashley is so angry. And it's like, okay, well, Lashley just fucked up the referee. Now, he's fired. It's like, what the fuck? They fired Lashley? Yeah, no, we fired Lashley. But you know what's funny? What's funny? Two days later, they unfired Lashley. (laughs) It's like, why the fuck did you do that? That was really stupid. Kind of like a my bad thing. Yeah, it was because like Pierce told him was like, "Hey, you fuck up again, I'm gonna fucking suspend you." It's like, okay, but he winds up firing him and then bringing him right back. It was like, okay, that's weird. Weird as fuck. It's it's fine. It's fine, I guess. Never works out for him like firing people on TV. 
No, never does. Never does. So that was raw. So we go right in the NXT. So it starts off with Roxanne Perez. She comes out and she's basically talking about, hey, I'm number one contender, guys. Look, I'm going to get my title shot eventually. And then Grayson Wall was like, I don't know why you're talking about her, because I was. Blah, 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 blah. I, I, don't, I don't really like doing Grayson Waller's voice. That's fine. That's what it sounded like to me. So, like, he did like a decent like impression. So, yes, because he has a very annoyable voice. <laughs> so he's talking all this shit. Then Braun comes out. Braun's like, "You know what? I'm kick your ass, pal." He's like, "Well, you can tell me I know." And then he runs off, and they set up their match for January the tenth at Vengeance Day, or New Year's Evil, whatever the fuck it's called. Vengeance. So. Ben- no, no, no. It's New Year's Day because Vengeance is February. Oh, okay. Okay. So, Monday Rose attacks Roxanne. She stands over with the title. She's super happy. And, she's, and she walks off. And then Roxanne gets up and says, Hey, you want to kick my ass? Well, later on at night, me and you for the title. Ah! Okay. Very Roxy. <laughs> so then we go to the back of it. We see Jenny McDonough. And he's getting worked on. And he he hears the Creed brothers. And he says, ah, Is that you, Julius? I can hear the way you're breathing. Yeah, the ribs are still fucked up. And Julius is like, Yo, don't talk shit about me. You fucked us up because we could have had our match. And then he's like, Well, since you're not healed, I take on your brother, Brutus. Bruce is like, yeah, all right, cool. I'll take you on. So then we get Wesley on his way out here. And then he gets attacked by two Stax Dimes. And so him and two Stax Dimes are fighting. They fight all the way from the back, all the way to the ring. They have a match. And Wesley beats two Stax Dimes. <laughs> and then Tony D'Angelo lays out Wesley and says, hey, you know what, uh, Paisan? Me and you. The North American Championship. I'm gonna take it from you. And then Dijak comes out and says, "I won all titles." He's like, "Yeah, whatever that guy said." It's like, okay, all right. Like, I don't know about you, but I'm very confused with this Dijak situation. Like, it's a three-way. That's gonna be one-on-one. Like, what the fuck? I have no fucking idea. So. Then we get Chase U and fucking, oh, what is his name? Duke the Dumpster Drossy. What the fuck? Duke. What is his name? Duke? Duke, Duke Hudson. Hudson. Duke Hudson. Duke Hudson is talking to Drew Gulak. And Chase is like, you trying to go to another universe with me? He's like, no, no, no. I just was talking to him trying to get him to come and chase you. He's like, oh, okay. Bitch. I'm like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> Like that's that's how I felt that me because like he cussed him out. Even Thea him was like, dude, what the fuck? Why are you mad at him? Like, I don't think that's what he said, but I wouldn't like put it past him either, because he cursed it a lot. Yeah, cause if you looked at her face, she was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so then we had a tag team match for number one contenders, Toxic Distraction versus 
Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley. This match is going, and like literally in the middle of the match, I go, why don't they just make it a three-way? So top, so TikTok talk to tactic goes, fuck it. Let's just get in there and just make this a three-way. And he just makes it, they just fucking fight and they make it a three-way. It's like, God damn it. Should have been there from the beginning. Yes. So then we have um Fallon Henley and Broke Money. And Fallon Henley just gets off the phone with her dad. Her dad is sick and she's like, all right, daddy. All right. And then the big one, Briggs, is like, listen. I'm like, listen, you got to shake that off. She's like, all right. And he tries to make her happy. I'm just like, okay, well, that's just another wrinkle in that storyline that's about to come up. Because it's like, oh, your dad is sick? Hmm, I wonder what's that about. Al Wilson. What the fuck? <laughs> so... Then we get Mello, and Mello says, yo, I don't like the way Axiom was jumping off shit and stealing the show. I'm going to beat his ass and show him who really steal the show. So that sets up a match for Axiom and Mello, which I am excited for. That's going to be fucking awesome. So then we had big men slapping meat. Big meaty men slapping meat, and this was a big fucking disappointment. It was <laughs> Odyssey Jones versus Von Wagner. And I'm like, okay, cool. This is going to be a good match. This match was boring as shit. It made no fucking sense. Yeah, I agree. So then we had Big Body Javi talking shit. And he's just being a dick as usual. And Megan is like, dude, just get the fuck out of here. Like, he didn't. The funny part was like, this time he didn't call out anybody because he was scared. But he's just like, yeah, I'm a better wrestler than anybody. Nobody can beat me. I'm the best. And she was like, well, why don't you challenge somebody to wrestle him? Well, I, I got something to do. So, yeah. And she was like, well, Icky Benjiro wants to wrestle you. He's like, yeah, I'm going to beat him. But, yeah. So. He's not a complete up- moron. <laughs> yeah, he's not. So they have the match. And Icky Benjiro beats Javier. Because Javi's an idiot. But this was cool because the way it was shot. So Ikemen is up on the top rope and he's just standing there. And all of a sudden he just gets taken down from the from the outside and it scripts. And scripts just takes his jacket. It's like, what the fuck? Like, what? <laughs> I'm like, none of that makes sense, but okay. Like scripts, like he's like an amazing athlete, but I just hate the gimmick. I hate the 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 the, the gear. She, I can't even get it out. Shit, dude. But that's the thing. All he is is an amazing athlete. Nothing else. That's yeah. it. Amazing athlete. Yeah, like promo skills are sucks. The mm-hmm. gimmick sucks. That mm-hmm. gear sucks. Mm-hmm. Like. <laughs> Yeah, you're absolutely right. Like, all he is is amazing athlete. Yes. So then we get a promo for Wendy Chu and Cora Jade. They're both talking about they're wanting to beat each other's ass. And they're setting up a match for next week. Cora versus Wendy. It's like, okay, cool. So then we get the New Day out there. And the New Day are cutting a promo. And they talk about being in NXT and... Xavier having the first match ever with 
Big E. Wow. So that's awesome. Right. And then this is where Booker starts hating. They talk about how Kofi has the most tag team titles. Booker's like, no, he don't. He ain't got more titles. And like Booker starts hating because Booker is like a multiple time tag team. And Kofi eclipsed him. Did so, he ever? Shit. Yeah. Before they can finish, then here comes Pretty Deadly. And they come out, yes, boy. And so New Day basically gives them, like, they give them all praise. And they're like, listen, we'll give you the tag team title shot. All you have to do is recite the Pledge of Allegiance. And then they, they just start choking and heaving. And then Broke Money comes out with the American flag and says the Pledge of Allegiance. And you know what? New Day goes, we'll give you the title shot. And Pretty Taylor's like, what? No! It was like, no, you just had to say the Pledge of Allegiance. You could have got a title shot. They're like, God damn it! I ain't gonna lie. I couldn't even do it, so. <laughs> That's true. I wouldn't do it. It was it was so like it was so fucking random, but it happened, so it's like nothing you can do about it. But it was so fucking random. It's like it wasn't even New Day cool. Like it just was so fucking random. Basically, it was weird. Yes. So we have Electra Lopez, and she's in the back, and she's talking with all the girls, getting her makeup done, and Indy Hartwell just beats the shit out of Electra Lopez. Like, oh shit. Like, she kicked her right in the fucking mouth, I think. <laughs> yeah, she did. So then we had JD McDonough versus Julius Creed. This match is going, then it goes to the outside. And all of a sudden, Julius is about to get hit with the chair from JD McDonough. But Indy Share showed up and said, uh, uh, uh. What? No. So JD McDonough gets in a ring and hits the devil inside and beats Brutus anyway. It's like, well, what the fuck was the point? By the way, Indy Share are the bad guys for some reason. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll we'll figure that out. <laughs> so then we get Zoe Starks, and Zoe Starks is mad at Nikita Lyons, and she's like, I'm gonna fuck you up. I'm going to beat the shit out of you. I promise I'm going to beat the shit out of you. And you're going to regret everything that you ever did that cost me those tag titles. I'm like, what? Like, that's not what happened. It just, it just, what? (laughs) That's her villain origin story. Yeah. So then we have, um, Isla Dawn. And Isla Dawn is talking about she wants to end the fire. She wants to finally end Alpha Fire. So they're going to have another match. It's like, okay. Should be a stipulation, in my opinion, but whatever. It might be. So then we get Amari Miller, and then we get the entrance of Lyra Valkyrie for the first time in NXT regular. I like her. Yeah, she's great. She's really great. Mm-hmm. So she has like an aura about her. Mm-hmm. She's real, like she's really good in the ring. She's dope. Mm-hmm. She was one of my favorites in NXT UK. Yeah, and I remember speak- you talking about her. 
Speaking of that, my favorites in NXT UK, two of my other favorite women who I've actually followed both of their careers from the very beginning, which is Stevie Turner and... Wait, who was it? Was it was Stevie Turner. It was somebody else that I was talking about. Was it Jenny? No, Aaliyah James. Aaliyah James. Okay. Yeah, it was, I know it was somebody else. Was Aaliyah James and Stevie Turner. I did follow Jenny's career from the beginning. But yeah. Aaliyah and Stevie Turner apparently are still time. They're still signed. They haven't been used, but they're still time. Okay. And like that's what's fucking me up. It's like they're still signed, but they haven't been on TV, which right around now is like the time for them to bring over people from the UK, which is another person they still have signed is Lomdar. Like, all of these people are still signed, but they haven't done anything. It was very weird. Glad you brought that up, because I actually was wondering about him today, actually. Yes. So, the reason I messed up Aaliyah James' name, because we have Kiana James, and Kiana walks over and she goes, yo, I got something for you. Like, all right, here's a shirt. And this is how you know this guy is so horny. He literally just starts spilling his fucking guts because that's what happens when you're a horny person and you're trying to get laid, especially for the first time. You just start spilling your guts when somebody asks you something. Like, just divulging information that has no fucking business being divulged. Like, telling her that, oh, yeah, um, her dad is sick and, like, they might be losing a farm. I think they need some money. And Kiana just walks off and she's like, yeah, thanks. She's going to go steal that farm because they need money. Yeah, like that's the obvious route. Mm-hmm. What I hope happens, she actually helps out and they still don't like her. And they wind up turning on the other guy. No, they're going to wind up turning on him anyway. Yeah. But like he's still going to get laid. Yeah, because I, th- I think she kind of like sort of likes him. So Yeah, she does. She does. So then we get the three-way participants fighting again in the background, which is very weird. It's like, okay. Like, they just can't stop fighting. It was funny. Like, I can't, yeah, I can't wait till their tag team title match is, is over. So then we get Duke Hudson that like steals every wrestling trope in the universe. He hawks up, does the bionic elbow, does the sweet chin music thing. He gets the win on Damian Kemp. I I am so confused. Like Duke Hudson's has every old school wrestling move for no fucking reason. Like no reason. Like there's no reason at all. It's his new gimmick. <laughs> I am just so baffled by that. I have no idea why, but I'm just so baffled by that. Better than what he had before. So. I mean, anything was better than what he had before. Yeah. So then we get to the main event. It's Roxanne Perez versus Mandy. And so as this match is going down, literally Twitter starts melting on itself because everybody is like, first off, it started off as a joke three days ago. Before before the show even came on, it started off as a joke. 
where somebody said something of a joke about they're going to take the title because she's getting naked on the internet. It was like, okay. To be honest, like, total disclosure, I'm a fucking perv. I had no fucking idea Mandy Rose did any of this shit. Same. Same. Like, I had no fucking idea. Like, none. And, like, I'm not going to see it because I don't care about her that way because I don't look at her like that. But it was just, like, when people start talking about it, I was like, what the fuck are y'all talking about? Like, why are y'all talking about Mandy? He was like, yeah, on her fan page. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, fan house? No, fan page. What the fuck is fan page? I don't know what the fuck that is. I, like, I, I was about to say that. I've never heard of it. Yeah, and I was like, y'all mean Fansly, right? So they were like, no, fan page. She's like, she out here showing her titties and her ass. and like, on fan house, right? They're like, no, fan time. I'm like, what the fuck is fuck is this like i'm like i'm just like i'm fucking lost like i'm at this point just completely lost so i thought it was bullshit at one point because like what the fuck is that like the only reason i didn't think it was bullshit was because so many people was talking about it and like they're like they're pervs in the wrestling community there's a bunch of pervs in the wrestling community that are like perv pervs i don't mean just like normal purse where they just like you know in secret just in secret these are just like straight up purse purse and it's like they knew about it. it was like oh my god she's she's doing this i paid seven million dollars for this I'm like what, the fuck? what is what is this <laughs> like i'm like i am so pro sex work but i'm like i had no idea what was going on here like no idea what was going on here and they kept joking about it. And then as the match is going on, it just came out was like, yo, they're switching the title. What the fuck? Yeah, they're switching the title tonight. That's what's going on. They're switching the title. So Roxanne beats Mandy. And immediately, like, everybody just like sees it happening. They're like, I can't believe they did this because of like the fan page. And like, okay like that's crazy i can't believe they did this and like me being only wrestling minded and not thinking about that was like oh they're gonna put mandy in the royal rumble that's what's happening like that's why she dropped the title okay she's gonna go disappear for a while and then she's gonna get the, in the royal rumble all right cool whatever yeah you, le- you legit said that to me too yeah like that was my thought process then the next day they, they're like no we fired her we fired mandy rose she's gone and that started a discourse between people and it like this is what I don't like a lot about a lot of people who don't really use their brains in a lot of situations and just go emotional because they have like some weird emotional takes on like oh my god I can't believe this happened oh my god I can't believe WWE would do that look at all the stuff that they did they used to have holes back in the 90s like, and they did this, they used to have girls clothes and playboys, and it's like, are you using your fucking brain right now? Because all of you are fucking dumb and children. Because here's the thing, children, that was back in the 90s. They literally cleaned up their image. They made that shit clean up. They cleaned it the fuck up. And that's why this is a problem. Then people go, oh, they sexualize her on TV, but when she uses it to make money, it's a problem. Because there is a difference between 
using your sexuality in one way and actually using it in another way. Listen, there's sex work and then there's work work. Work work, you can't be sex work. Sex work, you can be sex work. Work work, you can be sexy at work. Women dress sexy at their job. Sometimes they dress sexy because they like it. This one was like, oh, well, WWE is trying to make her look sexy. And it's like, they're doing it to attract the audience. Like, here's the thing. Here's how these two things work in, in tandem. If she wasn't dressing sexy, people wouldn't be fawning over her to go to her fan page. It worked in tandem, people. It was a thing. I seen so many brain dead takes. Then they went to the independent contractor, which is something that everybody needs to be hung for. I literally mean they should have a fucking executioner come out and hang you for that because that's everybody's fucking excuse. Oh, but they're independent contractors. You should be hung. Anytime you say that about wrestling, you should be hung. We all know that it's complete bullshit. So stop bringing it up. No one cares anymore. You should be hung for even using that as an excuse. Like, shut the fuck up. And the thing is, like, a lot of, like, like I said, a lot of the young people, they, like, 90% of them support sex work. And the rest of them are just pervs that, that watch sex work and just, just get really perv. But the thing is, you support sex work. So why are you angry when a fucking PG show says, yo, we don't need you to do this shit. Chill the fuck out. Stop it. Or be gone. Three weeks ago, they came to Mandy Rose and said, yo, we hear that you're doing shit on your fan page is getting a little too explicit. Can you not do that? Like, just chill the fuck out? She said, nah, fam. Well, we're going to have to let you go for that. She said, all right, I'm cool. And you know why she said she's cool? She's making a lot more money. She makes way more money on her fan page than she does in wrestling. And that's no bullshit. And that should that should be the discourse that everybody should start. Not the discourse between anything else. The fact that she's making way more money on her fan page than she is in WWE. That's where you start the discourse. Like nothing else. None of the rest of the shit should even be on the topic. The topic should be she makes more money out here than she does in WWE. That's a fucking problem. That's a fucking problem. No one should be like, oh, WWE fucked up. WWE fucked up. They should be like, fuck WWE for that. She makes more money outside doing other stuff than she does here. Fuck y'all. Y'all should have been paying her more. I support the workers. That's what y'all should be saying. Everybody is saying the exact opposite. And it's like, bro, like this is the argument you should be saying. You should be supporting the workers. You should be supporting, supporting Mandy. Like, yo, they should pay you more. I agree you should have left. Fuck them. It's like they're, they have the wrong argument for this. Yes. And like, it's like I said, it's a bunch of brain dead people. Like, they have no idea of like how anything outside of the real world works. Mm-hmm. And it's just so, like, it's just so dumb because like a lot of these people, they usually start talking and they get hide mind because it's like, Oh, I agree with you because you're saying it and like you're in my community. So I believe you from this thing. And it's like, no, that's not how this works. Like none, like none of us are on bad terms. Like nothing I've said is bad. 
like everything like everything that they do is just jump to the wrong conclusion and before they even sit down and do anything like literally it was a 24-hour span where everybody was just like in complete chaos over this and then when they found out she made more money on her fan page than they did in wwe they were like oh okay well yeah but you should have kept that anger and said fuck wwe for not paying her the money to do this that's like the only thing they're wrong at you know i mean it's their company if they want to fire somebody for not being pg that's their prerogative yes and like all of the examples that everybody has given is just like complete bullshit it's like you guys have no fucking idea what you're talking about and you just grasp at straws to try to make your argument that's like you're doing a straw man for no reason when there's a real argument right here about putting fucking money in her pocket and so she wouldn't have to do this you pay her she wouldn't be doing the fan page she wouldn't be doing this shit and getting herself quote unquote fired after they said make the choice and she was like I choose my money fuck you like alright well we can't pay you anything so alright fuck you that's what happened it's just, it's just that simple to be honest with you I would make the same choice you did if I'm making more money Exactly. It yeah. fucking exactly. Yeah. But some of these, some like I said, some of these people are so brain dead and brain broken that they have no fucking idea. Their smooth brain idiot selves have no fucking idea what's going on, and they're just like, we don't know what argument to yell at, so we're yelling at this thing over here that makes no fucking sense. And it's like, no, over here, dumbass. No, we're over here. Fuck. This is why. This is why. We can never all be on the same page because people are fucking idiots. They don't get the like whole information, you know. They just get like a part of it and they run with it. Well, that's just ninety percent of the whole entire world that doesn't dig into the fucking internet and find out what the fuck is going on. Yeah. So now on to dynamic kite. So, dynamic kite. So, before we get to that, I have one thing to say. Jonathan Gresham shined to impact. I'm just so fucking baffled why he even did it. Like, I'm so baffled. And I know people are like, why? Impact is cool. Yeah, no, that's fine. But I wanted him in New Japan. I'm sorry. Like, fuck all that. Yeah. Yeah. I get you. But it's fine. So, so Okay. This is one thing I really like about Tony Khan. It's like, he's a really rich person that just does whatever the fuck he wants and makes him feel good in wrestling. And that, like, that's exactly what I like about him because he brought the NBA theme from the 90s. And I know people are like, what? I don't know what that is. It's like an NBA thing where it's like... He brought that theme. Like, he brought the rights to play that theme. Like, the only problem with that is, like, you're going to run out of money sooner or later doing all of this cool shit. And it's, like, just slow up just to be just to be cool. Just slow up. But, like, you know what I mean? It's, like, yeah. It's really cool, but also slow up because, like, I don't want you to run out of money and be, like, you know what? We're going to have to take it slow and start cutting some people. And it's, like, No! Fuck that. Weren't they like on the red or whatever? Cause like, cause of the game they were working on too. Yeah. But like, 
now I think they're back up because of like some punk shit. So that's a thing. Okay. So it starts off with the six man, and it's the Bucks versus the Death Triangle. And there was a story throughout this match. Nick Jackson hurts his leg in the beginning of the match. And it's like, okay. And then Nick has to go in the back with the trainer and he's like, hey man, my, my leg hurts. Fucked up. He goes in the back. So it's just Matt and Kenny out there. And they're wrestling through the match. And they're wrestling and they're trying. Then all of a sudden, Nick hobbles back and Nick's back in this. And so it gets to the point where Nick goes to kick Phoenix. The referee is distracted. Penta gets in the ring and he has a hammer. He looks at Phoenix. Looks at Nick. Nick's like, no. Phoenix is like, what are you doing? Penta is like, fuck you. Smashes Nick's knee. And they put him in a knee bar. Nick submits. Now, Death Triangle is up three more. For a split second, I could have sworn that Penta was going to hit Phoenix with a hammer. For a second. For a second. But, like, that was actually a good story in a match that, like, made the match dramatic. And it's like, okay, yeah. Understandable. Yeah. So, after the match, Kenny goes, all right, you guys want to use the hammer? The next time we wrestle, the hammer is legal. So, next time, and every weapon's legal. It's an anything goes match. Okay, cool. If there goes to a match after that, then it's a false count anywhere match. If it goes to a match after that, then it's a ladder match. Escalera de muerte, as he said. Yes. Here's the thing, right? Uh-huh. This should have been the plan from the beginning. All of this should have been a plan from the beginning. Like, it should have literally been a plan. Like, each match evolves into the next match, which is a stipulation match. It should just kept evolving. I feel like this wasn't planned all the way through because I agree with you 100%. You know, like first match yeah. should have been a normal match. Second match, something else. Next, something else. But they they basically played this as a seat of their pants. Like just did it just because. Mm-hmm. So then we get a maxi pad promo because <laughs> Max, Max, well Jacob, Jebediah Freeman comes out and he says, "Hey, Ricky Starks." Last week, you were made. You became a star at my expense because you talked and people finally heard you. Well, great, Ricky. It doesn't matter because tonight, you're going to lose to me. And it's like, okay. And it's funny because, like, a lot of people, when MJF said that, was like, oh, you know that we thought Ricky was a star before this. Basically. <laughs> so we get to acclaim. This the funny part about this was like we get the claim they come out and they start rap. So we get Max Caster and Max Caster is like halfway down the ramp. Billy Gunn and what is his what's Anthony Bowen. Anthony Bowen, yeah. And Bowen are in the back. And all of a sudden they just get beat down. The whole time Max is still rapping. And you're like, what the fuck? Max is still rapping. And we're like, Max, turn the fuck around. Like, even the crowd just starts to go, boo! And Max is like, he just thinks that he said a line that everybody was like, mad at. And then he turns around and just gets beat by, like, Jared and Lethal. So, uh, it's like, yeah, what the they're fuck going. Yeah, 
And then Jeff Jarrett hits him with the guitar and says, Scissor that, slap nuts. Oh, God. They're going for the tag titles. I blame you. Yeah, I know. So then we had a promo that shaped the rest of the night and probably the rest of this year. Because Jericho and the Jericho Society is there. And Jericho is being an asshole. This is the one part that a lot of people totally fucking miss. Jericho starts talking and he talks shit about Ricky Starks for like five seconds and moves on. A lot of people totally miss he said Ricky Starks' name because he's like, tonight I'm going to beat a jobber. So he's like, he's going to beat a jobber tonight. Then he tells Daniel Garcia, it was like, you lost the title. And he's like, yeah, well, you're going to be under your mentor, your leader, Sammy Guevara. I'm like, what? Yeah, Sam, you're going to have to learn from Sammy, especially this weekend when Sammy takes on John Moxley on Rampage. And you can see Daniel Garcia is like fucking mad as shit. He's like, what the fuck? Why am I doing this? I'm like, why the fuck is this happening? Like, yeah. Wrong decision. <laughs> yeah, he definitely made the wrong decision. But I feel like this is going to turn into the right decision. So then we have Jack Perry versus Brian Cage. Brian Cage, I said. So Brian Cage <laughs> takes on Jack Perry. Why you fuck with me? <laughs> I didn't do anything. <laughs> I didn't do anything. So Jack Perry beats Brian Cage. He beats Brian Cage and it's like, oh, okay, cool. So then Moriarty and Stokely Hathaway and Big Bill W come out and they beat the shit out of them. And then we get the return that a lot of people completely didn't know that they needed. They sent Hook. And Hook comes down, beats up Moriarty, and they beat up Bill, and then they stand together, and we get Jungle Hook. I kind of like that. I kind of like that. <laughs> so Jungle Hook is born. And then we get Moxley. Moxley is here, and he's with his boys. And he's like, listen, it's like, this weekend, I'm going to beat the shit out of Sammy Guevara. Sammy, you can break Daniel Garcia if you want to. Daniel, I'm going to show you how to beat some ass. Screw you. You know what, Hangman? If you show up, I'm going to beat your ass, too. Okay. Cool. Cool. Like, like is Daniel <laughs> even, like, part about this? Part of this? No, like, he's just going to be with Sammy. That's, that's all I know. He's going to be with Sammy. And I have a feeling, like, that's when he's just going to be like, nah, fuck this. I'm going with the BBC. Yeah. Like, that's what I feel like is going to happen. So, then we get Swerve's promo. Swerve's like, yo, I don't care what you did. He's like, you're not my mans anymore. So, I'm going to see you next week. We ain't going to be tagging together. We just going to see each other. Because we're going to talk, Keith Lee. So, Swerve and Keith Lee are going to finally fight, hopefully. Hopefully. So then we get the family. I mean, not the family. The factory get murdered by the black house. The black house? <laughs> yes, the black house. The black house has murdered the faculty or 
facility, whatever they are. I don't give a shit. Because they died. Like, QT Marshall died so bad that the ref had to check on him afterwards. So, yeah, he was dead. It was, at one point, it was three on one. <laughs> yeah, they beat the fuck out of him. So, my champion, Jamie Hayter, is challenging Hikoru Shida for the match. And they basically cut a promo. Then we go to Britt Baker. And Britt's standing there. And friend of the show, Sky Blue, shows up and says, Yo, Britt, you do a lot of talking, but um, when you going to do some wrestling? She's like, shut up. I'll wrestle you on Rampage. So, yeah. That sets up a match for Rampage. And then we get a generational moment. Because we get our one, two, three with a kid. <laughs> so we have Jericho takes on Jobber, where the fans start chanting, let's go, Jobber. And it was so bad that when they went to show actually quote unquote Jobber's nameplate, Jobber's nameplate literally said Chris Jericho under it. It's like, God damn, dude, they do not give a fuck. The Ocho Chris Jericho right there. That is so fucked up. So the story behind this, the real story behind this is like Jericho months ago, like probably like three or four months ago, he was watching Dark and he saw Action Andretti and he was like, yo, that kid is fucking awesome. He was like, yo, I want to wrestle him. And Tony Khan was like, yeah, no, we have this long story that we need to get through. After that, then you can wrestle. He's like, yeah. He's like, I got an idea. So Jericho had this idea for about three months of facing Action Andretti. So they they have this match. And first off, everybody's like, oh, he's a jobber. We're like, oh, he's going to lose. Action Andretti starts getting fucking moves on Jericho, and everybody's like, wait, what the fuck? Like, this isn't supposed to happen. What the fuck is happening? He's good. He starts, yes, he starts getting moves on Jericho, and it's like, what the fuck? Like, this is, this is happening? So then Jericho beats him down, and it's like, oh, yeah, like, fuck, like, I don't know what the fuck was wrong with it. He hits the code breaker, and Andretti kicks out. Everybody's like, what the fuck? You're supposed to go down for that. So Jericho goes for Judas effect, and Andretti rolls him up one, two, three, kid moment. And it was like, wait, what? Did you did you just win? Did you just beat Chris Jericho? Did you beat the Ocho? Keep in mind, yes. he just lost the um, Ring of Honor title too. So he kind of has a losing streak right now. Yes, he beat the Ocho. So Action Andretti beat the Ocho. The crowd fucking lost their shit. Andretti is now officially a member of the AEW roster. Yeah. I kind of have a theory here. Right? Run the theory. Uh Uh-huh. Where, like, you remember my theory. We discussed this on the podcast, right? So, my theory is that, like, as you discussed earlier, Garcia seemed kind of upset with with Jericho. Like, yeah, I don't like this shit anymore, right? Remember, Mm -hmm. before that, Sammy was was kind of upset with him too, because like that four way that they had, whatever he screwed Sammy over. I think mm-hmm. Jericho's gonna wind up like losing so much that like, they're gonna kick him out of his own fucking squad. I'm okay with that. Probably as you said off the podcast, they're still gonna be the JAS, but without him, probably like yes. renamed the J part. 
Well, no, that it'd be funny. Be so it'd be awesome. funny but it was still Jericho Appreciation Society, but without him. <laughs> yes. So then we get Ricky Starks, and Ricky Starks says, "Listen, I'm gonna beat your bitch ass, Maxi Pad, and I'm gonna take the title and the ring, and you're gonna be left with nothing." So then we had another promo. FTR said, "Listen, we don't give a fuck what happened. You know what?" Ass boys, fuck it. We're not even calling you ass boys. Colt and gun, whatever gun, we're gonna beat the shit out of you. Fuck it, we're gonna murder you. Like, goddamn, dude. Like, the fact that he wouldn't even go the ass boys route, like, he, he was pissed if you called him by the real names. Yes. So we have Jericho throwing a tantrum tantrum. He's literally throwing shit and he's pissed off. He's like, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. And then runs into this room. Like, okay, cool. That tell me, told me more that this is going to go on for a minute. Him losing. Yes. So then we get Tay Conti versus Ruby Soho. This match is going on. And Ruby is like, she's trying to protect her nose. That's the story of the match. She's trying to make sure that she's okay. And she's getting beat up. But then she comes back, hits Tay Conti with Tay Conti's finisher. And one, two, three is her. And then Ana J shows up. And Ana J beats the shit out of Ruby Soho. I'm so tired of this. I really want this to finish. I know people are like, this just started. No, this is just still keep going. <laughs> so then we get Hangman Adam Page. I lied to you not. I love Hangman. This was one of the fucking best promos he cut ever. Because Hangman starts cutting his promo about how he got knocked out. And it was so crazy. And the funny part is, like, you see Evil Uno in the back, right behind him. Evil Uno has on a mask. You cannot tell Evil Uno's emotions. You can tell that Evil Uno gets emotional when Hangman starts telling the story about him being concussed. I noticed it, he too. Said, he goes, I woke up in a hospital, and I was talking and the doctor gave me my phone. And the doctor was like, that's your little boy? What's his name? He said he couldn't remember. He said the doctor asked him again, he was like, what's his name? He said he just kept drawing a blank. He said, John Moxley, he's like, it was the worst feeling in the world. But you know what? I'm gonna make you feel worse. And I'm like, God damn, dude. Like, to be honest, like that was one of the first times anybody has ever addressed the concussion that way. I was like, God damn, dude. Damn, you didn't even know your son's name? And it was a real concussion too, so like y- yeah, like they this sounds real shit, even though we know they're cool, they they like settled it, so Yeah. If you didn't know better, you would swear they they gonna fuck each other up for real. Yes. So yeah. So then we get the Orange Cassidy and the best friends and Dustin Rhodes saying, hey, well, Rampage, we're going to have an eight-man title match. I mean, eight-man tag match. Okay, we're going to have an eight-man tag match. Whatever. You just created like, a they... title. No. No, no. We're not having an eight-man tag title. No. Okay. <laughs> so they're going to have the match. And once again, we get our wish. Orange Cassidy stays in the main event of Rampage. That's all that matters. So, then we get the main event. 
this match was good. I didn't like the ending. I didn't like the ending because it was like super anti-climatic. Because um, MJF worked over Ricky Stark's arm. He worked over his arm to the point where Ricky Starks couldn't even hit the Rochambeau. Even at one point, MJF put him in the salt of the earth and he wrapped up his arms in his one leg and Ricky got his other leg out and Ricky got out of it. So MJF kicks Ricky in the dick, hits him one, two, three, and then he runs off with the title and the American Dragon Jake Long shows up and <laughs> runs off MJF. And so, and that's how the show ended. Yeah, it was totally anticlimactic. What would have made that shit better if he would have kicked him in the dick and then put him in the um, salt of the earth again? And mm-hmm. he could have moved and like he was passed out. Like he just passes out. Exactly. Like it, like it could have been a different way, but like it was still a good match. Like, I don't mind the low blow, but they just could have, like, did it better. Yes. So, there's something that a lot of people found out today because, you know, people on Twitter, like, actually just sometimes actually throw up the true information. And it was a lot about New Japan because there's, like, there's a small, big chance that Kota Bushi could be coming to AEW because he even said in this blog recently like yo I'm leaving New Japan I don't know where I want to go the world is my oyster I may even go to all elite wrestling so yeah he's probably going to AEW so someone was talking about the reason New Japan actually were angry at AEW was like oh they were only they were angry at them they only were they only didn't understand what TNT was and they were getting a big money deal. They didn't understand. And then somebody that knows a little bit about New Japan and what's going on behind the scenes was like, okay, you want to say that? You want to act like that's a thing? Well, why don't you bring up the actual point of AEW taking Kenny, the Bucks, and then trying to get Jay White Kota Ibushi and Okada at the same time. Why don't you ever bring that point up and tell the people that? And there was a lot of people that was like, wait, they tried to steal them too? What the fuck? I didn't know about that. What? Like, that's crazy. And it's like, yeah, it's a lot of things that you guys don't know that you weren't privy to, but you just still blindly just go, oh, AEW did nothing wrong. New Japan was just dumb for not trusting them. And it's like, yeah, like, no, they're trying to steal their top talent and they're still dumb for not trusting them. Yeah, I guess. I guess that's how that works. Oh, but they yell at WWE, though, right? <laughs> yeah, and, like, that's what pisses me off. It's like, why like, why don't you just accept the fact that AEW did something wrong? I'm not saying it's, like, completely wrong. Like, they were, like, just such assholes. But they did something wrong at the very beginning of the start of AEW. That's why New Japan doesn't trust them. Like, what the fuck? Like, don't act like don't act so high and mighty. Just like be a little bit honest with yourself. Like, yeah, like that's a thing. It happened. Yep. So that was a thing. And so 
we have a debut on WWE main event, which is Smiley Kylie Ray, which is now Bianca Ray. Oh, like okay. She debuted this week and she fought Dana Brooks. And it's like, because when I saw it on Monday, it was like, yeah, she's doing main event. It's like, oh, okay, she's doing main event. But then I totally like blanked out that main event actually comes on Hulu where people can watch it. And when people watched it, it was like, yo, she's on WWE television. What? And I was like, oh shit, that's right. Main event is on TV. I forgot. <laughs> but yeah, like she, she's now officially part of the team. I don't no, if she's officially signed, signed, but she is part of this. It's gonna probably gonna happen eventually. Like she's good. Like she's talented as hell. So yeah, and people were joking. Was like, oh, they got a new Bailey, and like Bailey has said this before. I have said this before. A lot of people have said this before. Dude, you do not need to compare two women that have like kind of the same gimmick. You don't have to compare. It's totally fun. Is totally fine. Two people can have similar gimmicks and be like, "Oh, that's okay. They're, that's okay." Like, like they they don't even have the same gimmick anymore. So what the hell? Yeah, like I don't like I don't know why people always go to that. Be like, yeah, they're just making a new Bailey, and it's like you you don't have to say that. You really don't have to say that. It's funny. Like that always pisses me off. It's like you always com- like comparing people. It's like this. Don't do it. Just don't do it. Yeah. But yeah, like that is that's what's going down right now. So that that was Dino Mike Kite. I was wondering what the fuck you were saying. <laughs> like it just took me just now to hear it. Yeah, it's, it's dy- it was dynamite just really stretched out. <laughs> But yeah, like, um, there's not really any other news. Like, that was, even though that was like a super newsy packed show, like, there's not really anything else other than everything I just dropped on you. Yeah. Like, there probably, there probably will be more. Cause, like, also the one thing that, like, I didn't talk about, cause, like, I just want him to die. Yeah, I'm saying it out loud. Vince McMahon wants to come back to WWE. He's not coming back, so fuck it. <laughs> like I just like I'm gonna talk about it because like and it's very funny and like I don't think anybody notices noticed this and like I didn't notice this either until somebody else pointed it out. Okay, this was really fucking weird. Like this was like not even normal weird. This was really fucking weird because. First off, he had a document on Vice coming out that night. And all of a sudden, it comes out with, oh, Vince wants to come back to wrestling. Also, listen, here's two more scandals about Vince. And he has, like, more scandals to come out. But he wants to come back to WWE. And it's like, wait, what? Like, why did all this drop at the same time? And the funny part was, it was from the same fucking article that's saying, there's two more stories coming out about Vince. Two more stories coming out about Vince. Also, Vince wants to come back to WWE. And it's like, and then like somebody pointed out was like, yo, 
whoever's leaking these stories about Vince really wants Vince to go down. Because, like, you're telling people that he wants to come back in the same article that you're telling them that there's two more stories coming out right now. And Vince is like, if I would have stayed, this would have all blew over. And it's like, no, here's two more stories. If you would have stayed, it would have kept going. Here, look, here's the proof that no matter what happens, you fucked up. And I'm just... would have gone down. Yes. And the funny part is like, dude, like... Whoever put this out really has it out for Vince in a good way. Like, not like, oh, they're saving him. They have it out for him. Like, we want to keep this company alive. So we're going to make sure that no matter what happens, you're going to see that he's the bad guy. So you will not want him back. He's the bad guy. There's nothing around this. You're going to have to accept this. He's fucked up. Happy Father's Day. That's all I say. It's, like, I, to be honest, I don't think it's dumb. I don't think it's dumb. I think it's some, like, I think it's somebody else that's not close to them that has another real fucking business thing in it. Because here's the thing, right? The person that's leaking these stories knows these stories in detail that's the problem it's like they don't know the people that you're like oh it has to be them those people don't know the stories this is somebody that's been up and down the road with Vince in close to Vince that's going yeah this happened and this happened and if you look at it there's a cabinet of people that's sitting right there that's just like you could just go oh it could be this one it could be Bruce. Bruce could be the one. Or it could be Kevin Dunn, because Kevin Dunn still has a fucking job. Kevin Kevin Dunn had such a fucking job that the guy that was supposed to replace him, the Triple H handpicked to replace him, he is so tightly locked into WWE's job that the person that's supposed to replace him went to AEW. To the oh, point shit. when he went to AEW, everybody in WWE and AEW said, that's AEW's greatest hire ever. What's that guy? That's how good the guy was. And they made him leave because he said, I can't advance to the position that I want because Kevin Dunn is still there. And it's like, why the fuck is Kevin Dunn still there? It has to be him then. See, exactly, exactly. Why the fuck is he still there? He has some <laughs> fucking dirt. Like, he has some dirt. He knows where the bodies is buried, and he's talking. And he's like, yo, y'all want to keep the company? Let me stay. I'll tell everything on Vince. Word? Yep. All right. We let you stay. And that's why he's still there. I feel it. He probably even had something on them, too. Yes. Like, because, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, once somebody pointed out, was like, this person has it out for Vince. They, like, telling all of their stories to Wall Street Journal and making everybody know and it's like huh it's somebody close to him who's close to him Kevin Dunn yep that's it that's the man he's the one cause as you're talking I'm thinking Hogan cause they were close as shit at one point but Kevin but it, Hogan it, doesn't it has to be Kevin it has to be but Hogan benefits nothing from this like exactly. none of this benefits Hogan 
Kevin, it benefits. Bruce, it benefits. Mm-hmm. Like everybody that's right there, it benefits. So yeah. I'm I'm just saying, man, this is this is gonna be fun. <laughs> but yeah, um any last words for this pod? Stay home, Vince. Stay home. Be a grandpa. Okay.